dig up that old fossil. Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. And if I sound different, it's because I am back in studio. Listen to that. Listen to my voice. Listen to the crisp, clear sound of my voice as I talk into the microphone. I am back on campus at Red River College. Kenton is still at home. How are you doing, Kenton? I'm doing well, and it's good to see you. And it's uh, you're back. Welcome back from your uh, And holidays. you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, I, and you, as we said before, I see... Dan in a square here and they glued the uh, computer down so I just see Dan in the corner of my screen but behind Dan I see four empty chairs like we're waiting for guests to show up or yeah something. well this is where the students are going to sit eventually when they ever yeah. come back here they're never coming back <laughs> but that's where they would that's where they would sit right um and it what also occurs to me is um another Star Wars podcast the Star Wars Underworld has started posting their podcast on YouTube Okay. And one one of the things I realized, and I watched it, uh, I still like the audio podcast better because I can take it with me and everything. Yeah, me too. But one thing I noticed about that podcast, they're Canadian, I believe, I think they're all Canadian. Um, one of the things I noticed is they're kids. They're kids, Dan. They're, they're punks. They're little punks. And, um, <laughs> you thought they were older? Very much, but it made me kind of go, well, should we be posting ours on YouTube? Should people be seeing this? Or, should, or what do you think? <laughs> I don't know if they should be seeing this specifically. We did do that for a while. Remember, we did our yeah. show, uh, Media Nerds, yeah. on Shaw TV. So we do we have videos. If you want to see what we look like in person, you can go to YouTube. And I don't remember if I I'm, – I'm sure they're still up on YouTube. If you search, like, Media Nerds, Shaw TV, you'll find it. Um, so that that's what it would look like if we were to put this up online. I don't know. Some people do listen to podcasts on YouTube. They just kind of put on YouTube while they're working and just let it play, and they don't yeah. look at it. I'm not one of those people. I, I If I'm listening – something it's it's um usually on my phone or in my earbuds if i'm listening to a podcast i just kind of that's the way i've gotten to the habit of doing it so yeah, i don't too. know I, I mean people, let us know listeners if you, you would like to see our smiling faces while we're talking about star wars i'm sure we can figure out a way to put this up and and have people uh do that well um, i was just worried that the guys from the star wars underworld podcast would watch ours and go <laughs> those guys are old <laughs> Like they they are. Go, those are just kids. And then they go, oh, look, th- those guys are like grandpa. That's grandpa <laughs> over there telling stories about Star Wars. So it's funny. Uh, I, I, you know, there's a billion different formats for podcasts, but it was kind of fun to see uh, to see people switching it up. Yeah, yeah, and I've noticed another one of my favorite YouTubers. A lot of my favorite YouTubers are also doing podcasts. So one of them is the Cinemasker podcast, which is the Angry Video Game Nerd, longtime YouTuber. He's been around forever, but they just started doing their podcast like last week. Um, again, and and it is like the YouTube one is a three camera podcast. So they switch between like the the people and and go to the wide shot and do all that stuff. So I think there's a lot involved to doing it that way. I don't know if we could do it that way necessarily. That was what the Shot TV stuff did. Billy yeah. did that for us for Shot TV. Um, I don't I don't know if we could do that, but certainly we can figure something out. When you start showing pictures, then the then I then you then I have to stop wearing these t-shirts. <laughs> and then, uh, you start worrying too much about like the visuals behind it. Hmm. I remember that too, where it would be on Shaw TV, and I just go like, "Good lord!" Like I understand why bald people wear baseball caps on TV. You know, like you're just like, what, "Does my head need to have that glare shining off it?" Yeah. You start worrying about that stuff, and it's, maybe it's better. 
it's better <laughs> to just think in terms of audio. Maybe. Probably. I, I think, yeah, that's that's usually the way my mind goes. Uh, but there's been a lot of Star Wars stuff happening, of course. It's been a few weeks oh. since we since we posted last. The Bad Batch did finish. Um, we did have yeah. the 16th and final episode of The Bad Batch. So we will talk about that, plus all the other stuff happening in the world of Star Wars. What do you want to start with today? There is so much. Why do we should maybe we should start with the bad batch? Oh, yeah, uh, sure. Ending and the fact it was renewed for season two, right? Um, and uh, what did you think? What did you think of the season? Uh, it was fine. I, I have to tell you that I, I fell off of it. I was not watching it regularly, like when you know, like I would for the Mandalorian or, or another show that, I, or even even the Marvel shows like Loki. I would actually watch it as soon as I could. But for this one, I would go days without seeing the new episode, and you know, it didn't become as important. Um, it was okay. I would just say okay, uh, somewhat predictable, and um, you know, it, it, I don't know if I'm going to watch the second season. I mean, it's interesting to me because of the big world building stuff they do, but I don't really care as much about the clone. And, and about the uh, the bad batch themselves. Yeah, my, and I sort of have a. I agree with you on that. I but I did I did keep up and watch it the day it was released. So that was a little different um, than you. But I, I mostly did that just in case. I always thought, what if Dan suddenly texts me and wants to do the <laughs> podcast? And it was I was kind of like, ah, uh, I better just keep up with this just in case because I don't want to. I don't want to be caught like flat footed here and not be ready to discuss it. So I watched it as it was released. I call um, a lot of I, crash podcasts. I do that all the time, right? Well, once in a while, I'll run that off. <laughs> but um, I have a bit of a hot take on the Bad Batch, and I don't know. It just might be in my mind. But I thought um, there, and definitely the fact that I stuck with it says that it was fine. It was good. Um, I didn't stick with Star Wars Rebels. I couldn't. I really couldn't make it to yeah. the end of that. Although I did watch key episodes of Rebels when I find out find out about what happened, and I watch them. Um, but I watched every one of these. And to me, there seemed to be a shift in the story at a certain point where at one point our whole focus was Omega. And there's yep. something special about Omega. We're going to learn about Omega. And Boba Fett is Omega's brother. Oh, my God. we're gonna. This is all going to come together by the end. And then suddenly it didn't matter much anymore. It became <laughs> something else. And it, to me, what might have changed was they said, hey, we've been renewed for season two. Save that stuff up. Yep. Save it up. Do something different and differently. And so I almost noted uh, a transition at a certain point between what we were focusing on and what we and then what season one ended up focusing on. I don't know. Is that just me? No, I agree. Because you're right. And, and remember, we talked about early on, we talked about the fact that like, I thought that Omega has Force abilities, that she's able to use the Force, even though she might not realize it. She can read minds, kind of. She can kind of sense things, and she knows things about people. And yeah, there was a, they were dropping a lot of hints early on, and that you're, that did go away. Um, and yeah, I do suspect that that's going to be a second season plot point i don't think that that's i mean maybe that was always the plan like i don't know that you know the creators of the bad batch are sitting there worrying that they're not going to get renewed for a second season i think it's pretty it's a star wars thing unless it completely bombs they're going to do another season of it they'll probably do like three or four seasons of this at least um so there is that uh what else i I mean i can tell you that the things i didn't like i didn't like the villain the bad guy not not um crosshair that's a whole other thing but the the uh, Imperial, I don't remember his name, the Imperial, yeah. he's just a Thrawn knockoff. That's all he is. It's just another guy supposed to be like Thrawn, and that was not much of it. And the whole idea of, of destroying Kamino, like, again, like, we were at Kamino in the beginning, 
we went away. And then all of a sudden we're brought back to Camino and they destroy it. And this is it. It does feel like they started out doing something and they finished off doing something different, right? And they did. I did feel like they shifted midway through. Yeah. I don't know if that was because they got renewed or because they just changed their minds. I, you know, maybe that was there was some other reason for it. And you just reminded me, Tarkin <clears throat> vanished. Tarkin, Tarkin vanished. Was Tar- Tarkin was in there. He was, and he was the bad guy, and that's that's like the best bad guy you could possibly have. That's a great guy to be in there, and he but he kind of vanished. And then the uh, other guy, the Crosshairs guy, you know, yeah. that started out being okay. Crosshairs is still has this chip in, so that's why he's evil. And then it turns out as we go along, and we don't, I don't think it ever was said when exactly he gets his chip removed, but he does get his chip removed. I don't know how he went about doing that. <laughs> It's like, hey boss, can I get my chip removed out of my head? Like, how do you how do you make that request from Human Resources? Um, so you fill out a requisition. But he he gets his chip removed, but he still is evil. Like he still wants to work for the Empire. So that the chips really don't matter. Apparently, is what I'm learning about this. I liked that turn of events. That was one of I thought one of the better storytelling parts of the no, you don't understand. I already have my chip out. <laughs> Like, that's good. That's like a classic, like, oh, we thought one thing, but you did a switcheroo. It makes sense. And now it raises a whole bunch of questions. So I thought that was good. I like that. I thought that was a really, really good storytelling. But for everything like that, there would be something like um, Omega releasing all the droids for the Bad Batch to fight. Yeah. It doesn't really, it didn't, it was never a threat. Nobody, no one at the Bad Batch in the Bad Batch died, including the the bad member of the Bad Batch, the bad, bad Batch guy, um, Crosshair. I, I, was, I almost always call him Cross Eyes. Cross Eyes, no, Crosshair. And, be and I, also, I, I also wondered about, we're going to just leave him standing on a platform in Camino, surrounded by water. Yeah. Bye. See, <laughs> See you later. World. They take off. It's like, now what's he supposed to do? Like, wouldn't there have been some discussion about, well, you're stuck on this platform. Just come with us. Come on. I thought that's more likely how it would have gone than... We'll give you a ride to Ort Mantel. Um, There are aspects of the show that definitely play to the kids, right? And that the whole... Obviously, Omega's part of that. Um, At the end there, they have Omega save him. um, And then he saves Omega. So he has some redemption. He's not all evil. He will save a child from death, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess, and it's all setting this stuff up for season two. I don't know if again, as I say, I don't know if I'm going to really watch season two as much as I thought I would. I would like to just know what's happening as far as like the empire. I read one piece that said that the empire, what the show is about is showing that the empire didn't just happen overnight. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it is showing. It is showing that the empire happened overnight because that's what it seems like. It seems like they snapped their fingers and boom, there's the empire. And so, um, and, and we don't know the time frame of this season, maybe happened over the course of months or years i don't think it was years certainly maybe months um but um you know we got to see like the the new stormtroopers come in with our stupid helmets is that the first time we saw that design of stormtrooper helmet that's got to be the worst one which which one the one the, the new recruits like they they showed the soldiers who were not clone troopers they were stormtroopers. they called them what they call them um TK. TK. They call them TK troopers, yeah, yeah. right? TK, yeah. send them to wine at your post, right? That's the that's the, what they call them. So there's a bit of, um, you know, what's it called? Uh, retroactive stuff there. Uh, but I thought the helmets were just dumb. The helmets just look stupid. They're supposed to be a combination of Stormtrooper helmets and, like, the the other helmets that the Rebels wear, I guess. Or even the ones that the Death, Death Star guys wear. But it just looks bad. I felt it looked bad. And it's also, I also thought there, there might have been a logical flaw 
in going with recruits in that, okay, we're saving money on all these clones, but if you capture Kamino and enslave the uh, Kaminoans, which they did, then it wouldn't cost you any money. You could keep that cloning system going, although I imagine they could then program the clones to turn on them, on the captors or whatever, so maybe that's why. But I, I thought, uh, you know, we're going to go with bad, poorly functioning recruits. So they made a, they, they made a point of like, they pointed that out several times that the troops yeah. are not as good. Like going back to the old joke that stormtroopers can't hit anything, that's kind of where they're trying to show that it's yeah. always been that way since the beginning. Um, and yeah, I don't know about the decision. Like they made it like a budgetary decision at the beginning, but you're right. It, it would not necessarily be a budgetary thing. Plus think about like the reason they went with clones in the first place, going back to the prequel trilogy is because it was save them time, right? The clones are like, boom, ready to go. And they can go to war immediately as opposed to having to recruit and train, you know, all these different people and that kind of stuff. Um, I imagine that it is, but the, the, but the fact is that the clones, like George Lucas kind of put them in this spot. The clones were, he created stormtroopers first and then went back and created clones and so now lucasfilm has to explain how we get from clones to troopers i don't really think it's a great explanation i think we could have come up with something better than that <laughs> maybe but also uh once again i go back to jj uh, abrams and like look they have chips in their head jj they probably put chips in the recruits heads too and that's what Finn is running from, is the chip in his damn head. That's what it should have been all along. Yeah, no, that's, that, well, you know, they, they make it, in, in The Force Awakens, it's like Finn breaks his programming, right? That's kind of the idea. And right. uh, yeah, I mean, that, that to me seems a little bit more plausible than a chip in your head. Uh, but they don't, I think the reason they, you know, they, they say the reason they didn't want to do uh, the chip in the head is because they didn't want somebody else pulling an Order 66 on them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a it's it's a tough situation. They came up with an explanation. It's probably not the best explanation, but it is what it is, and we have to kind of let it be, I guess, as the well, Beatles would say. I don't even know that it needs a big explanation. You could have said the stormtroopers are clones too, and that would have been fine. <laughs> like, right? Know. Yeah, we never see a stormtrooper without their helmet on. Oh. Although they seem like idiots, they do seem like idiots. So you, it's like how how do you make that connection between the clones are supposed to be these elite soldiers and stormtroopers are idiots? Like, they're always idiots. Well, here's an idea. The Kaminoans could have sabotaged <laughs> the clones at a certain point and made them inept. And, and oh, by the way, we get a teaser that. at the end of the episode about them taking the head Kaminoan cloning guy off somewhere. We presume yeah. that's to work on Snoke or the Emperor. Is that, is that what that's to do, is to work on the Emperor and then by therefore by, uh, work on Snoke? We saw a dude wearing the uh, uniform that the guy in The Mandalorian wears, the Doctor, whatever his yes. name is. Um, so yeah, I think we can take it that, that, that that's sort of the beginning of the empire's cloning program, its own cloning program and, and probably where Snoke came from. And, uh, although why Snoke had to be a battle damaged clone is beyond me. (laughs) I don't know. I I honestly, that's a whole, that's a whole other discussion for another episode. Um, (laughs) what what was the, uh, what was the, uh, reception online from the, uh, bad batch? Most people liked it. It was a mix. Yeah. Like I, I sort of saw, um, you know, there, there's some folks, lo- the folks who loved the Clone Wars uh, animated series loved it because really it was a continuation of that series. Yeah. And that's what I, I, I'm reading an article here that says that it, it was too much like the Clone Wars to truly be great. It was, this is from yeah. Polygon. It was like, there, there was still too much of the Clone Wars hanging on to this 
this series. But I guess it's a transitionary thing. It's like it's like moving from it basically is a transition from the prequels to the original films, right? So we need that. We need that to happen here. But yeah, and I I, I sort of like that. Uh, I don't mind that for the time period. That's fine. But I think um, I don't know if if um, I th- I think people are kind of. Um, sort of uh, up in the air about it at this point because they know season two is coming. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of like, yeah, okay, that was a pretty good first season and let's see what happens in season two. And I think that's sort of, you know, that's where I sort of fall on it too. Like, yeah, I'll keep watching it. I'll keep watching season two of this thing. I think they made me forget that they were like the Ninja Turtles and Rambo. <laughs> I did forget they that too, yeah. Forget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, so that, that went away. Good. Yeah. yeah. And they, I mean, I do like the individual characters um, uh, somewhat. I, I think that, you know, they're they're a little bit stereotypical, but they're still fun. Um, I will. It's going to be like uh, the hype is going to be gone now. It's going to be like Rebels where people are just going to watch it and not talk about it as much uh, because that's what happened with Rebels. And I suspect that's what's, what's going to happen here. But we'll like we'll keep an eye on it. Obviously, when it comes back, whenever it comes back. We'll uh, we'll talk about it as far as the big picture things. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't really want to discuss unless they do reveal that that Omega is a Force user, um, and then maybe she becomes a Jedi or something. We'll know. We'll never know. Or we will well, know, but we will know in season two for sure. <laughs> okay. and, and Boba Fett will show up. Okay. Oh, okay. That'll I'll be fun. And of course, by then we will have seen the book of Boba Fett. Right, and that's the next now, thing coming out. Yeah. Now that they have that under their belt, I, I mean, they clear, they already know how that story begins and ends but at this point uh given that the show debuts in december we're, we're not that far from that actually no um sorry i meant that that's actually not the next thing coming up the next thing coming up is star wars visions oh yeah which yes. we got a trailer for this week we did. you've been guided by the force since you were born at last the moment arrives It was a mix of emotions. Um, it was it's cool. It's a cool idea, but I didn't know that it was all going to be anime. I thought it was going to be a bunch of different styles of animation, and this is really just a bunch of anime. It's it's going to be all anime, but it's from different studios and that kind of stuff. So it looks cool. We got a there was a short a while ago that had this anime um, space battle. You remember it had like Tie Fighters and different things like that. That looked yeah. really cool. So this will has the potential to look really cool. Um, but I was, I know I was hoping for other types of animation as well. So maybe that'll, maybe they'll expand that eventually. But for now, we're just going to get nine episodes, of basically Star Wars anime. Yeah. I'm interested in the storylines based on the trailer. Cause it looked interesting. It looks like, um, it looks like we're reclaiming Greg Proops at the pod racing. It looks like uh, we <laughs> yes. got a guy with a microphone. Uh, and I like that. I like that they have other events at the pod racing arena. So that's hilarious. Well, it's got to be a whole day, right? That whole pod that what was it yeah. called the Bunta Eve? Bunta Eve is like Christmas Eve, right? I guess it is. <laughs> and I, but, but then again, how can you tell when you have two sons? How does the calendar work? I mean, I don't even know. Um, so, uh, I'm, so who knows about that? And um, I thought I liked there was like a cackling uh, Sith Lord. Going, hey, 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 like it sounded like he was all giggling. Yeah. Almost. I, I like that. Uh, I like the very first story that they show in the trailer, which shows like the Jedi Knight gave us the lightsaber to protect the village or whatever. I was like, oh, that's great. That felt a like great a samurai story. movie kind of yeah, thing. Like it's got that yeah, vibe yeah, to yeah, it, which yeah. is cool. So yeah. I just, I, I like the promise of the stories that they're, um, that they're telling there. I just, uh, yeah, I dig it. I, I, I like seeing it. Um, it doesn't have a major, um, 
you know, I, I to me, it's not like seeing a live action anything Star Wars, but uh, I'm still interested. And I, th- in, I, I don't. Watch- I don't think it is considered canon, so I think we can expect we don't we can't we won't expect like stories with the main characters. It'll be stuff on the fringes of Star Wars, not not anything major. Um, but it should still be good. It, it's uh, I guess it's kind of like the what if of Star Wars, right? What if is the Marvel one, but but and it's not going to be alternate realities. It's just going to be stories happening in other places. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It's in September. It's coming up in September. So coming up pretty soon. And then after that, we got the book of Boba Fett coming up in December. So lots of star Wars stuff coming up. Absolutely. Uh, uh and, uh, say, hey, sign me up for all of it. And, and as, as long as we keep getting star Wars stuff, we keep doing the podcast. <laughs> <So that's laughs> of course. Amazing. And then, uh, we also may see in September, the Mandalorian win uh, several Emmys because it got uh, quite a few Emmy uh, nominations. Yeah. It, um, it's, it didn't it set a record? I think it set a record. Something like for, that. For nominations. And what I can't believe is uh, it's been, it's so rare that high-quality Star Wars wins awards. It's rare. Like, it's... it's well, uh, like it wins special effects. in major categories. Yeah, it wins special effects awards, but it doesn't really right. win, win much in the way of anything else. So what is it nominated for? It says 24 nominations in 19 categories. Um, um, I believe uh, Apollo Creed has a nomination. However, uh, not Pedro Pascal, huh? Which is ridiculous. Yeah, no kidding. Because he's like, why? Because he can't see his face. Is that what we're? Uh, oh yeah, judging that snobby, on. It's snobby Emmy voters. Okay. Saying, uh, yeah, you who know, who even knows who's under that armor? Get lost. Um, and my guess is season three of The Mandalorian will be Pedro Pascal's face from beginning to end. It's going to be mostly because he's now that he's taking it off. He's going to take it off yeah. all the time. Yeah, for sure. Yes. He, um, he has, yeah, he. We will see him deliver a performance that we have not seen him deliver on that show yet, and I think that will probably tip the scale. So it is nominated for Outstanding Drama Series. I lo- Why are they using Outstanding? It's Outstanding for everything. Outstanding. Um, it's not best. <laughs> I guess I guess that means they're all outstanding if they're nominated. No, no, this one, like- this one stands out from the rest of them. They're all good. You should watch yeah. them all, but this one stands out. Um, outstanding drama series, outstanding supporting actor in a drama series by Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon. Yeah. Um, and then outstanding guest actor for Timothy Oliphant uh, as Cobb's Corn Cobb Pipe. Yeah. Um, and then Carl Weathers as Grief Cargo. So lots of, lots of guest wow. acting nominations. Yeah. Um, and then outstanding writing for two. Uh, episodes number chapter 13, the Jedi and chapter 16, the rescue chapter 16 would be the final episode with Luke, with Luke, right? Is that the episode that Luke shows up? The Jedi? No, is the Jedi. No, the Jedi is a different one. Is it? 16 was the finale. 16 was the, uh, was the, Oh, you're right. You're right. So I don't, I can't remember what the Jedi was about, but anyway, that those are the two episodes. Oh, Ahsoka. Oh, that's right. Yes, of course. That was a great episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was a really, oh, yeah, really yeah. good episode. So there you go. So that those should hopefully it wins something. I'd like to see it uh, nominated. I probably won't watch the Emmys, but uh. no. I, well, I I always record it and I fast forward through it, and that way if something uh, catches my eye or it looks like, or usually if you play catch up as soon as they end, then by then you'll hear what everybody's talking about, and you can stop there to watch the speech. Or apparently, there's an Emmy for outstanding casting. For a drama series, to give the casting director an Emmy, uh, and then of course all the different special visual effects, cinematography, stunt coordination. There you go. So Ryan Watson, uh, I don't know if he's a stunt man, but the stunt man for for uh, um, 
Pedro Pascal got an Emmy nomination, <laughs> not, the, not him himself. Nominations for everyone but the lead actor. Right? No, there's a lot. There's a lot of different, at- and there's a lot of different, like, there's a makeup, there's sound editing, there's visual effects, there's other, like, hair, oh, there's outstanding period and or character hairstyling. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, a, that's interesting. Outstanding sure. fantasy or sci-fi costumes. Like, <laughs> these are very specific Emmy categories. Yes. Very specific. <laughs> a lot of that probably won't even be aired. Oh, I'm sure it won't. No, no, no. It'll, it'll just air the main stuff. But I mean, when we talk about it being nominated for a record number of nominations, look at it, what it's being nominated for. The, the reason why Star Wars was never nominated for this stuff because it didn't exist back then. They didn't have. Uh, I think they've recognized that this kind of stuff is important in uh, in TV and, and streaming. So that's why they're they're nominating it. So speaking of Mando, we should probably mention that next week uh, we is the uh, making of the last episode of the Mandalorian on Disney Plus where they show um, they are going to give us a short documentary on, with uh, Mark Hamill on the set of The Mandalorian dressed like Jedi Luke. Yeah. Um, which we weren't even aware that he had done, but they released a still frame from the episode. So, yeah, there he is. We're going to get to see Mark Hamill behind the scenes um, shooting his appearance in the last episode of The Mandalorian. So it's, that's... It, it, Makes me feel better to know that he was actually there. It really does. Because oh, yeah. I, I thought they had done what they'd done with Tarkin in Rogue One, where they just took a stand in and then just put his face on. Like, I, I'm very, that makes it feel more real to me because it, it did take me out of it. The CGI was a bit, you know, uncanny valley. So it did take me out of it um, a little bit. But uh, knowing that he was there, I'll rewatch that and I'll be, I'll be more in, in the scene because he's actually there. Well, I, it, I, it did not take me out of it. I was too giddy to see Luke. <laughs> I was crying. I was cheering and crying and uh, whatever, jumping up and down. I was too excited to to let that bother me. So I'm I'm dying to see this um, this making of. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, that's next Wednesday, I think that um, that, that that's released, okay. and um, I'm gonna watch it that day, and uh, we'll talk about it on this podcast. But I'm I'm looking forward to it uh, with Mark. Anything with Mark Hamill and Star Wars, and who knows I me. Mean, I'm hoping that season three of The Mandalorian gives us some more Luke Skywalker, but that's not def- definitely not a guarantee. And in fact, if I were to bet, I would say no. I'd say probably Mark Hamill will not be in season three of The Mandalorian. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's just how will they will they go without Grogu then? Will Baby Yoda not be in it? Right? Like, how do they answer that question? Because people are going to well, want Baby Yoda. What I what I imagine them doing is we will see Mandalor the Mando in his. So there'll be a time jump. Okay. We'll, we'll see him in his, whatever his new spacecraft is. Um, maybe he's rebuilt the old one that got blown up. Who knows? No, no, he'll have, uh, it'll be two. It'll be number two. Whatever his, um, what was the name of it again? The uh, spaceship? Um, uh, uh, the Razor Crest Razor two. Crest. It'll be the Razor Crest 2, just like Slave yeah. 1. I think it probably <laughs> will be. And my, what I would do is I would just do a, just have baby Grogu, just show up, be right there, and you'd be like, "What's he doing? What hat? What? Where have they all been over this time?" And we don't know until we see, um, until Baby Grogu knocks out some of that Luke Skywalker training. Right, and so he's going. gonna, yeah. So he'll come back all trained up, and maybe yeah. even talking, maybe even saying words. Who knows? Oh, I, I think we'll get our Simpsons episode where he says one word. Okay. Remember when the baby on the Simpsons said a single word in yes. that one episode? It was Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> so I, I think we are going to get our, we'll get our moment where Grogu says he'll say, That's uh, my prediction. He'll say, da-da. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That would be a heart-wrenching scene. No, but That's he's... a great idea. <laughs> 
happy. So I also wanted to note I bought my first Star Wars toy in quite a while, and it was a three and a half inch retro Mandalorian figure. So it looks like the old school Star Wars figures, like the old school Boba Fett action figure, except it's Mando. And I was like, why do I want this figure so bad? And I realized they hit the perfect spot between retro fan uh, of the old school Star Wars figures and the new franchise right in the middle of that target perfectly. And so I bought it from GameStop and the guy at GameStop was like, we can't keep these in stock. It's amazing that you even found this one. <laughs> I saw them at, uh, I did see them at, at Walmart, I think the first week they were out, and I haven't been back to check to see if they were there again. Um, and it, it's about three and a half inch, right? So cheaper than the uh, the Black Series, the six inch. Oh, it was still collect. 20 bucks. Okay, 20 bucks. That's that's a little pricey for three and a half. Yeah, How much is, is isn't that usually what Black Series are? Like the, uh, the uh, six not and a half? Not anymore. Okay. Now they're 40 bucks to 50 sometimes. Yikes. And you are you keeping it in it's so it's not in a box though it's in a it's on a it's on a card right it's like it's a, on a old, card right old school and packaging and the card was already a little bit actually I'm not going to say warped makes it sounds like sound like it was destroyed but no it's just I got a little curve in the back of the cardboard mm -hmm. so it's not I wouldn't call it mint condition but um that doesn't really matter to me I don't care about that stuff no I know but it, that I think that's part of the nostalgia like that packaging yeah. really makes it look a lot like the same like the packaging of the toys when we were kids right so that's part of the reason why it appealed to you well and even the packaging has fake bends in it as fake like uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. cardboard whatever to make it look and a like fake and a fake kenner there. logo too because kenner doesn't yeah. exist anymore exactly so it's all you know it's everything you want um <laughs> and also the toy that uh, stirred up the internet for oh a couple of weeks was the hot toys luke skywalker from the mandalorian comes with baby grogu oh my god <laughs> three hundred dollars plus and uh, so, oh, my God. But I saw Steel Saunders, um, I think he tweeted that uh, that he might have to part with his money on this particular item. Really? And I looked I looked at it, and then I vowed to never look at it again because I felt the same way. I was like, <laughs> I, I'm going to buy that son of a bitch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my credit card in. I'm going to buy. And then I remembered. I, remember when they had those Star Wars um, battles, like the, in battle pose Star yeah, Wars yeah. figures? Yeah. And I, I have Jedi Luke in that series of figures. So I, I sort of have that figure already. So you just take Grogu from your other figure, your other Grogu from yes. a thing, and just put him in his arms, and you're, you got it. You're just yeah, recreating. So I think, uh, no, don't I, do it. I'm not going to buy it, but holy do I love it. Uh, <laughs> one thing I want to note uh, for future episodes is um, I've noticed that we talked about, I think briefly talked about the Hoth Ice, the Hoth Planet game, Ice Hoth Planet Hoth game or whatever it was, Empire Strikes Back board game. There's a Death Star, Escape from the Death Star game as well that I want to try. So I'm going to get those games and maybe we'll play them on the podcast when we can actually get back together in person. It just looks like a lot of fun and it's kind of silly. The figures that come with it, like the Death Star one comes with a... Th um, Tarkin and it just looks like kind of cheap and not very <laughs> well made but yeah, it's all it's all in good fun right so it's interesting that they're doing that um, yeah. I have found I should I should mention that I found a few more copies of the uh, original trilogy on VHS um, oh, yeah. so <laughs> So what happened was, so I got the ones that I got, which is again has the half face on the cover, right? That version of it, um, and then I saw another one that was just the original um, Star Wars, so so not the completely original version, 
And then I saw the uh, other trilogy with the faces in a in a box. It actually came. The ones I had were loose, just loose tapes. So then I found it in an actual trilogy box. So the three of them together in a trilogy box. It's only three bucks. Whatever. I bought it. I bought another. So now I own two copies of that same trilogy on VHS. Um, I still have not purchased. Um, well, I do have the original trilogy on Blu-ray, but I've not purchased any. Uh, prequel films yet, even though I have seen a few, because I'm waiting to see if I can get a better version of it or something like that. Um, the prequels are, I am coming across some prequel movies, uh, not a ton of Star Wars movies in general at thrift stores, but what I do notice about thrift stores is they they really like to hike up the pricing on any Star Wars merch that they found. If you go to a thrift store and you look in the glass case, this is where like they'll they'll put um, anything that they that's been donated that turns out to be valuable. So you see like lots of Star Wars memorabilia in the glass case. I saw and I didn't buy it. I should have bought it and then when I went back it was gone. I saw a copy of the um, um, the Ewok Adventure, which is now known as Caravan of Courage, but it was called the Ewok Adventure. The tape showed that it was called the Ewok Adventure, um, and it was a VHS tape of that movie, of that made-for-TV movie. It was ten bucks they wanted for it. Like ten bucks for a VHS tape. I don't know if I'm gonna ever watch it. I can watch it on Disney Plus if I want to. So I didn't buy it, and then it was gone the next day. But I, so they, so the people are paying those prices for that kind of stuff, which is really interesting to me. Wow, that's very <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm uh, I'm enjoying your uh, TikToks, showing you on your uh, showing you on your uh, uh, movie crawls, trying to find, trying to digging through um, big bins at Walmart. People like and, that. It's the random. It's the random pick. I don't know. The Walmart thing is, I just stick my hand in there and, grab, and buy the the rules. I have to buy the first movie I pick. It's only five bucks, and so I've purchased. Based on that, I've purchased a Fast and Furious movie, which I would never ever buy in real life. And uh, Rambo, Last Blood, <laughs> which I got the other day, and I've not watched. I will watch these eventually, but I'm not looking forward to it. But I did also get Tomahawk, uh, no Bone, Bone, Bone oh, Tomahawk, which, I love that movie. which is apparently really good. I've never seen it, but I've, oh, I, so it's I, wonderful. Yeah, so so you, it's a it's a give or take, right? Sometimes you get. I also yeah. got Casablanca one time. So I, I, people people like the randomness of it. They like to see what I get. So that's been a funny uh, thing. But I am enjoying yeah going that Star Wars stuff is, is difficult to find. It's not a lot of people sell it. I do maintain though. As I've said before, the only Indiana Jones movie being sold, uh, used, is King, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But there are also episodes of Young Indiana Jones <laughs> I found on VHS and DVD. So there's that as well. And I forget. I can't remember who played him in that series. But there was, like, what, one series of that show, uh, uh, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles or whatever it was. So that yeah, is out I, there, too. I watched the first episode, and that's when I remember going, nah, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe only Harrison Ford should play Indiana Jones. No, th- I think it was based on the strength of the f- the opening segment for the the Last Crusade with River Phoenix. Remember that whole yeah. thing with River Phoenix? That Love was it. such a great segment, great great uh, sequence that they that they thought they could base a whole TV show on that. And I think it was just you know it's not Harrison Ford, so it's not going to work. I think that's probably the reason that didn't work. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now let's get on to the Star Wars Hotel because yeah. that is insane. Uh, Galactic thing. Star Cruiser is what it's called. Sorry, I'm going to find the website here. My computer's frozen. Uh, but it's it's very expensive. It's very expensive. How much is it? I can't remember. It's like 1800 bucks a night or something? Like it's come on. It's no, it's it's yeah, it's like 5000 it turns out to be $5000 or something all in for two nights. Is that including kids or not? No, it's not including kids. If kids you add another 500 bucks on or something like that. Like there's it's it, that's for two people. And you have to add on for kids. Now, I'm going to go to the highlights. This is the, um, it starts next year. 
Okay, all the COVID warnings. Experience highlights during your Star Wars Galactic Cruise adventure. Your choices determine what happens during your two-night Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser voyage, including exciting exclusive activities, missions, character encounters, and adventures that go beyond any ordinary vacation experience. And so the, there's lots of concept art here for this thing. And it shows what appears to be like in the hotel lobby, for example, there are stormtroopers asking you where you're going and that kind of stuff. Like they're they're walking around, you know, being like the Empire is. Uh, they show like a cantina kind of a situation here where, you know, that's obviously the dining area. It looks a lot like the one that's at Disney World already that's already there. Um, be a part of the story. During your voyage, you won't just meet new and familiar Star Wars characters. You'll interact with them in ways you've only imagined. They'll need, they need your help. You'll assist and even join them on daring missions. Characters you meet one day will lead to amazing new adventures the next day. Explore, play, and discover. How can they guarantee this for every single person in the hotel? Like, I don't understand how this can work. They're going to have to do it in groups, I guess. Yes, right. I I don't know how they do it. Hey, did you did you see HBO's uh, TV show, The White Lotus? No. Which is basic. It's great, by the way. It's just a great um, summertime show on HBO, and it's about guests arriving at a hotel. Oh, okay. And, and kind of like, um, and uh, oh boy, I don't, I don't want to give anything away, but I'll say there's some conflict there in terms of guests and hotel employees and i'll leave it at that and just say i can imagine showing up at this star wars themed hotel and all these disgruntled employees dressed like star wars characters kind of <laughs> roaming around the hallways <laughs> like uh, i don't know uh i don't know how you do it i don't know how you make it work uh there's some people who love that stuff and there's some people who hate it so can you opt out of like i do, think do you I have can to, do i have do I have to wake up with Tarkin standing next to my bed, or can I opt out of it? No, it looks they've got like a count. They've got like a, a, a sample of um, of what your day would look like, right? A, a, um, itinerary or whatever. And so it's got stuff like you know, arrive at terminal, launch pod to Star Cruiser. I guess that means go go to your room. Ship orientation, light refreshments, sabac lessons, um, captain's reception. Dinner featuring live music. Like this stuff is all included in the price, I imagine. This is why it's five thousand dollars. It's all inclusive. And then it says unexpected story moment. For example, you might prove your metal to join an elite smuggling ring, hide a stowaway to help the resistance. So it sounds like there's different things you can do and you can pick which one you want to do. And then maybe the idea is that you would come back again another time and spend another five thousand dollars and do another adventure. Maybe. I would imagine that's kind of what it would be. Um, lightsaber training is another thing they have here. Droid racing competition. So it's all these, oh, Sabacc tournaments, which is, um, I imagine, just like a poker tournament, but with Sabacc. So it does sound like a lot of fun. I don't. I, I certainly wouldn't be able to afford it at this, this moment, but... Uh, it sounds like fun in small doses. I don't think I'd want an entire weekend of... You know, like of of um, structured fun. Yeah, no, that, that's the, that's part of the problem for me is that it, there are people who like a very structured vacation, people who yeah. don't, and I'm kind of like the person who doesn't like a structured vacation. I like me to too. go and see what's go, see what's happening, and then decide. Um, right. and I, I and then this is very, very like this shows everything, and maybe you know this is just an example, and there's different things you can do. But I, you know, in order for the five thousand dollars, I would feel like I think uh, to be worth it, I would feel like I would have to participate in everything, and then that might lead to me not really having a ton of fun because it'd be so busy. But I think really what this is meant to appeal to is people who don't care that it costs $5,000. <laughs> well, I think they would, they do care that it costs $5,000. They'll probably, will probably at some point get a bunch of influencers going there who get to stay there. Yeah. You know, that's my whatever. goal is to become big enough on TikTok that I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> right. 
I want to become I want to become so big on TikTok that I that I'm immune to COVID. <laughs> How big is that? How many followers do I need? Uh, five million followers to be immune uh, to COVID. I got some work to do. Um, so, but I have seen a couple of my a couple of the people I follow on TikTok who talk about like this kind of stuff, mostly Marvel stuff. They talk about the movies and the series. They got a free trip to Disneyland. They got to go see. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings uh, ahead of time and, and all that other stuff. They got to see the Suicide Squad ahead of time. So, yeah, they do offer those things. And you're right. We will see a bunch of influencers going through and staying at the hotel. But it's still not accessible to everyone at that price. It's like the it's like flying to space. So it's not that expensive. It's not hundreds of thousands of dollars. But $5,000 puts it out of range for quite a few people, I think. Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, does. a trip to Disney World is expensive enough. Like I said, I spent like $7,000 all in for my family to go. And oh, my God. That, like, just think about, that's just normal Disney World. That's not even anything special, right? Like, we did, and we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't, we weren't super budgeted uh, or anything like that, but we also didn't bl- splurge too much either. Like, it's a pretty reasonable budget, I think, for that kind of trip. At some point, I'm sure the price will come down, and that's when I'll I'll look at it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Well, maybe. I'll, I guess we'll see what happens. But I mean, travel still isn't completely back. Oh, yeah. Well, there. there's that as well. I'm not certainly not planning to go to the U.S. for any anytime soon. Like we're talking years away, but it's like I don't think this is we'll see what happens. And, and this isn't opening until next year. So we have to watch and see the reaction to it and that kind of yeah. stuff. Definitely seems like a cool thing. Like, again, one of the other things is that. Uh, Away mission to Batu, so oh, no planet. Ex- sorry, away mission to Star Trek. Planet excursion to Batu, which is the the Star Wars land part of Disney World. So basically, I think your park admission is probably also included in that as well, and all of this yeah. stuff. So ideally, you know, the idea is that it's all inclusive. It just needs to come down in price, and I, I think they should they'd be better off to have like different tiers of that. So I still want to stay at the hotel. How much would it cost to stay at the hotel, but not do any of that crap, like just to stay there. Right. That's what I would be wanting to know. And then maybe you pay on the pay for the things on an individual basis and pick and choose what you want to do. The a la carte system. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That works. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, as I say, we're, we're going to see some influencers probably. Uh, maybe you go there <laughs> and, uh, who aren't afraid of COVID because they have so many followers. We'll get them to go there <laughs> and to make sure it's safe for the rest of us. But, yeah, it is very expensive. And, it's, you know, it's, um, it's too bad. I mean, like in a perfect world, we'd have a Star Wars hotel in every city. Yes. You, just, you wouldn't have to pay for the travel on top of the hotel, which is also like that. You really start. Well, that was the, that was the bulk of my expenses was yeah. was the plane uh, airfare. So, yeah, that's absolutely huge cost. Uh, we, we will continue to monitor those developments. Yeah, <laughs> of course we will. We have nothing yes, else to do. What else do we have to talk about today? Is there anything else? Have we talked about everything? We're gonna, we are going to end on a downer, and that is J.W. Rinsler passed oh, away. Yeah. The Lucasfilm uh, employee. Um, Pablo uh, tweeted about him. Pablo Hidalgo tweeted about him. Um, a very nice uh, thing, which I'm sure it's uh, still in in uh, Pablo's timeline. And I ju- and pa- and J W Rinsler wrote. Um, he was a young guy. He wasn't old. He's was in his fifties, um, and he wrote uh, the definitive making of Star Wars books for the classic trilogy and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I have all of those books. And uh, as a co-host of this podcast, I go back to those books constantly because i remember stuff that i read there and then when lucasfilm comes out with some new star wars show or property i think where have i seen this before and often the seeds of that stuff um were first floated by george lucas as reported in those books so um it's uh so rest in peace to jw rinsler um but if our listeners have not 
uh, ever looked at or read those uh, Making of Star Wars books, I think most bookstores will have at least one of them in stock. And you can go check it out in the bookstore and decide if you want to buy it. I bought one, a couple of mine on Amazon, which were very discounted. They were quite inexpensive at this point. So they're, they're out there. They're, those books are out there floating around, and I highly recommend them. I'm just looking up to see if you, it's available at the library. <laughs> oh. Um, I do not see it. Oh, wait. No. Yeah, there is Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Here it is. The complete the making of Star Wars. Yeah, they're all here at the library. Good. So there you go. You can even take them out for free at the library. Oh, not currently available. Never mind. Oh, somebody, <laughs> Somebody's got somebody it. Somebody stole them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any book you want at the library is stolen. <laughs> well, they don't charge late fees anymore. Our library stopped charging late fees, so there's no incentive for people to bring it back. So good luck with that. <laughs> Nobody paid those anyway. Hey, I, I knew that I had this experience at Blockbuster Video already. I've been through the no late fees oh, thing. No more late fees. Did that work out? Yeah. Yeah, what I remember about that is the the big U.S. campaign, no more late fees, and then in Canada they're like, "That'll be a two dollar late fee," and I was like, "What happened to no more late fees?" They go, "That's that's only in the U.S." Like, yeah, boy, it really would have broken the bank to make also do that in Canada. No kidding. Hey? hey, one more thing before we go, I just realized I'm back here in the studio, and I've been haven't been here in more than a year, and yeah. I have toys here that I forgot about. I've got this nice little Kyle Ren bobblehead. Yeah. Um, Funko, which is great. Now that I actually have Funkos at home, I actually might bring this home to be with the rest of my Funkos. Yeah, and I could. have this little Luke Skywalker guy here. I've got uh, oh, yeah. a little, uh, I don't remember where I got this from, a gumball machine or something. And he's also a bobblehead. So there you go. So a couple bobbleheads, Star Wars bobbleheads. I um, have the Princess Leia from the same line as your Luke. Oh, really? My, my, my mom gave it to me. She's like, yeah, I don't need this. This is for, you can have it. <laughs> I don't I'm need like, this. Did you get it? She has no idea where she got it. But it must have been, um, been prizes at a restaurant or something. That's yeah. all I can think of. I can't of. remember. Anyway. But anyway, it's they're very cool. They look good. It's they're very cool. Good. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. this cool animated style. All right. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. That's going to do it for this episode. It's great to be back. Great to see you yeah. again, Kenton. Great to be back. Awesome. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. Now I am the master. Tiki four two one, you come.